I know. It's like I'm a freaking Taco Bell sauce packet or something. Welcome to episode number 10 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-hosts today are Dee and Lenore. Dee, what are you drinking today? I'm having a Pacific Cooler Capri Sun. (gasps) (laughs) Are you dead serious? (sighs) Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Um... Is there any alcohol in it? No, it's just a Capri Sun. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, so I haven't had one of those in years. Yeah, I mean, I generally don't drink horrible sugar things, but I was at the store and I saw them and I had this like nostalgia thing and bought them. <laughs> oh, I, that, those one of those would probably put me into a diabetic coma. Yeah, you know you're old when <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm having a Capri Sun. Um, and I'm actually uh, using a pen. The uh, experiment from Baron Fig. Mm. Oh yay! I know my uh, my internet wife bought it for me. <laughs> Um, internet polyamory is the best yes um so yeah i just forgot how much i love this pen like i just love the weight of it and it's just aesthetically pleasing as well so it likes you too yeah and i'm writing on my reporter's notebook like always (laughs) that's it for me all right what about you lenore Um, I am drinking some, um, chocolate brewed light coffee and I made it at home and I'm in my office now. So I, uh, I actually don't have the brand in front of me. I'm gonna have to look it up, but it's really good. You, uh, make it in the press pot and it's kind of just ground up chocolate and, uh, I don't know. I'm experimenting with how to make it and I'm liking it more as I kind of tweak it around. Um, but it's got less caffeine so I can pretend like it's not going to keep me awake. (laughs) And I'm actually writing with the Oto Sharp 2.0 millimeter pencil that Les sent me. Nice. That you modified. And I don't remember what your modification was now. I added a ring of satin tape around the knock. So up near the top, when you pull out the eraser, um, there's this little ring of satin tape so that the metal doesn't rattle. Because those things rattle like crazy. You did a very, very tidy job of it. I did not realize that was a modification. And mm. I'm really enjoying writing with it, which is weird because I don't usually like jumbo size, but this feels nice. And I, I'm thinking maybe it's because it's short. I'm wondering mm. if maybe what I don't like about jumbos is actually that they just stick out too far and lose the balance. Because I'm enjoying this. So basically one. the size is a problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And it's not just the size, but also the shape, you know, the, the distribution mm. of the uh, volume. But um, I, on the way in today, I stopped at the art supply store and I bought this teeny tiny little lead pointer. Um, so mm. I pulled it out. I mean, it was, it was an impulse buy. I saw it and said, oh, I don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was what prompted me to get this out today. But I'm really enjoying using this pencil. And I'm writing on my 
new mastermind from Baron Fig, which just came earlier this week. And really, I love having this thing on my desk because I used to be one of those people who had the giant poster size um, pad of, of um, calendars yeah. on the desk as sort of just a pad to work on. And I would use it as my calendar, but I would also use it just to scribble notes and um, and scratch paper and whatever. And you get a fresh sheet every month and everything. And I, I quit doing that um, some, I don't know, probably 12 years ago. But I, I love this. I love having just this kind of largish pad on my desk that I can just write anything on and not have to feel organized about it. So it's kind of great. And the dot grid is nice and the paper is nice. And, um, yeah, you know, Baron Fig does a good job. Nice. I was going to ask what the paper was like. I'm glad you, like, that it's good. Yeah, is it's it good. similar to the Confidant? Uh, I would have to, yeah, I'd have to dig one out and see because I haven't used one recently. Um, okay. But um, it's, a, it's a dot grid. It's kind of heavy paper, but it. It um, doesn't have any feathering at all with fountain pen, and it takes pencil nicely. And I'm sitting here trying to smear. I've written on it with several different pencils, just little scratches, and nothing is smearing. So it's good Mm. stuff. Nice. Excellent. Well, I... Lenora, are you done? I am. How about you, Les? I... I assume you were. Um, so I am also writing with a pen. I've um, I want to do an upcoming episode about refillable pen bodies Ooh, yes, that you please. can refill. I'm sorry. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> so I've like I've been experimenting with with refillable pens and picked up a Parker Jotter and that's in the pen cup. And I think what really got me set down this road was the experiment because. I love the experiment. It feels right in my hand, but the refill is not my favorite. The refill is really nice, but what I really want is my favorite gel ink in there. Oh, yes. yes. And I was really tempted to modify it so I could fit the gel ink, but then I'm also terrified that I would ruin it. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to modify my experiment even though I really am I want to. So anyway, I picked up a Pentel alloy and all of my gel ink refills that I really love fit in it. So the Zebra Sarasa, nice. the Ink Joy, the Pentel Energel, um, the all kinds of them. All all the ones that I love. Oh, the 207, the Signo fits in there too. So basically I've been like looking at all the different pens I can buy refills for and just looking for pen bodies that they fit into. So... Uh, the alloy, it's it's a little fat like the Pentel Energel, so it might not work for everyone, but I'm really enjoying it. The one thing that I don't like is that the knot is kind of soft and mushy, but other than that, I kind of like it. What's the knock? The knock is the clicker. Oh, okay. Um, and it just, it has this weird mushy feel. Uh, what, well, now I'm wondering if maybe if I swap out the the spring, maybe it'll feel better. But, you know, that's going too far. I just, you know, just need to buy a pen and it needs to be refillable. And I also, like, everyone t- is telling me, well, you just need to go and buy a Keras Custom Retract. No. I don't want, yeah, no. I do not want a $60 pen for work. Because, like, okay. 
It's going to walk. So part of this... What? It's going to walk. It's going to walk. And the thing is, is like, everyone wants to say, well, your clients are going to steal it. No, no. No, no. Therapists have sticky fingers when it comes to pens. You cannot leave a pen anywhere in the building because a therapist will pick it up and walk away with it. And the bet, like, you could say, well, your clients wouldn't necessarily know that the pen is valuable. The therapists do. And they're still <laughs> pen thieves. They take the pens and they run away with them. So, so I want something that is under $20. 20, well, maybe 25 that is, feels acceptable in the hand, preferably has a clicker or a knock, um, and not a twist mechanism. Yeah. Um, because I, I found with the experiment that when it has a twist mechanism, I play with it. Okay. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, so I was, I was keeping the, the experiment in my, in my, in the pocket of my khakis and, um, I was, I kept twisting it open, closed, open, closed, open, closed. And invariably I forgot to close it. And, you know, my nice tan pair of khakis had big black blobs everywhere. And if you're if you're wondering if the Schmidt cartridges will wash out, they don't. So it's stained. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sucks. Well, it's not your fault. I mean, it's my stupidity because I fiddle with stuff. Um. So yeah. So anyway, that was a long story about the fact that I'm using the Pentel alloy with a Zebra Sarasa Indigo refill, which is a whole other tangent I can go on because Zebra's naming convention. Yeah. The pen comes labeled indigo. Okay. Right? And that's a good name, indigo. It's, Absolutely. It's a dark, purpley blue. It's blue-black. It's indigo. On the website, it's navy. Uh-huh. Yeah, which it doesn't make sense. Okay, is it indigo or is it navy? Or is that a different color entirely? And I can only get indigo at the back-to-school sale. Ah. I don't know. That is a question. Um, and also the slate blue, what I've been calling slate blue, okay. is they call it cobalt on their website, which the blue color that I have is in no way, shape, or form the color of cobalt. Right. Zebra needs to get it together. Yeah. So they need to like figure out, like this is the name for this, and we're going to stick with that. Or I should visit them. They're actually, their headquarters is in the town next to the town I grew up in. Ooh, please really? do that factory yeah. tour and come back. I and talk asked. About it. They said no. They don't do a tour. No, I mean this was over a year ago. Maybe they changed, but no. Well, maybe they would if we're like, hello, I'm 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 with the RSVP yeah. podcast, and we'd like to do a tour of your facility. Yeah, would you allow that? Yeah, no. Oh, still get a no. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you look on the back, it says Edison, New Jersey, and that's it's so odd be- ah. because it's such a small, smallish town. You'd be all like, but I'm internet famous. Dozens of people listen to my podcast. 250 <laughs> people now. download our yeah. podcast. Uh, but that's on one day. We get 400 listens in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some overlap there. Yeah. But, you know. I leave it playing and I keep reinitiating plays to help the count go up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> It would it wouldn't register the the tracker on the oh website. it's IP Only re- yeah it does in unique downloads I see um, okay so anyway moving on yes. from my tangential moment um, I am writing in a little pocket notebook 
caught from Lodestone Letterpress in Edmond, is that Oklahoma? It's somewhere out west. Um, so I, I sent, well, I gave one to D and Lenore, yours is um, sitting on my side table. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's kind of a really, it's actually a really nice little well-made notebook. It's got, um, two staples inside. It's got this really nice drawing paper. It's unlined, has no, no lining or ruling whatsoever. Um, but what's really cool about it is he letterpress prints little, little designs and images on them, little sayings. And, um, the package that he sent us has quotes out of the state song and then images about it so like d your orange version has a stock of wheat Mm -hmm. and lenore the one that i'm going to send you has a windmill on it on a blue background and mine has i think a hawk or an eagle cool so i'm i'm really digging that the paper's great i've done watercolors in it and brush pen um I've used pencil and gel ink. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to abuse the heck out of it and I'll have a post up on my, on my blog at some point. Um, so anyway, uh, D what's exciting in your world? Um, actually not much. I kind of haven't been doing much of anything. I, I, I decided to take a week of just laying around and, catching up with real life things. Um, but I actually officially began work on my thesis. Um, I know this was supposed to happen July 1st. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that and I've been going at my own pace. So like I just finished my first book and it was started two weeks ago. So there's that. Um, but yeah, so it's really been fun because I'm starting to, take notes and write and really extensively use the things that I talked about using a couple podcasts ago. And Mm. so far, I think I've made all the right decisions as far as what I'm using and how it's helping me and not hindering me in the process. So yes, I'll I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the the paper I'm using later on in the show because that's relevant. Mm. Um, but yeah, the ink joy is pretty much my go-to. Um, as someone who presses really hard on paper, um, the ink joy kind of helps me not do that. So, mm. so yeah, it's been fun. Have you been hitting up the Walgreens back to school sale on the ink joys? So there's a Walgreens by me, but it's in a part of town that is undesirable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, it's near a place where, like, you know, people ask for your prescriptions when you come out the front door kind of thing. So I just, I don't like that one. And I haven't Googled to see where there's another Walgreens. But um, later on, I'm actually going to leave the house today. And uh, (laughs) I have to go to Walmart, actually, to get more of those, those cases I gave you last. Remember I, I had give you those. Yeah. T- yeah. I thought I had enough for sorting my pencils and I don't. So I have to buy some more because I'm sorting them by brand. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll have to Google where a Walgreens is because everyone's been posting about it and mm. I'm missing out. Well, how much are they? Like, what's the sale? 
So they in in loose they are one ninety nine, but they have two packs for three dollars and change. Oh, so it's significantly cheaper than buying the them loose. And the color combinations in the packages are pretty good. They also have larger packages at better deals. So if you want like all black or you want a multicolor pack, then they're pretty yeah, cheap. Yeah, it's actually funny because I, I just, you know, I had published a, a blog post about highlighters and I've actually been using Inkjoys as highlighters. So for example, when I'm when I'm writing up mm. like notes, I um obviously the header of the page has like where the paper, the book you know, where it's coming from. But, you know, I, I just put a page number after what I reference and I just use a different color ink joy instead of highlighting. So uh. that'll be something I have to check out. Cool. Definitely. So yeah, that's, that's been my life. What about you? Le- oh, I said, no, sorry. that's been my life for the past week. It did. You. Yes. So Lenore, what's exciting in your um, life? Well, I'm, I'm going to be starting school again in a couple of weeks. So I'm, my mental image is always like um, jumping onto a train, but simultaneously like dragging one heel on the ground. Like I could stop the train by putting my foot out the window. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, school's about to start and I'm not ready and I'm never going to be ready for school to start when it starts ever. But um, something that I am enjoying right now is when I was doing a little bit of back to school shopping. I think at Target, they had this, <laughs> this just scotch washi tape, but it's coloring book tape. So it's printed with black and white patterns for okay. coloring. And you can't color on it with really anything but Sharpies. Like pencil just doesn't even do anything. Pencil, you might as well be um, not touching it with the pencil. And none of my other pens have really worked. And there's a couple things that kind of put some pigment on, but they immediately just wiped off because I guess they were water-based or whatever. But Sharpies color really beautifully on it. But I only had four colors of Sharpies in my office yesterday when I was kind of zenning out and coloring on this washi tape. And um, so I I had to stop on the way to school today and buy a package of 12 Sharpies so that I would have more colors. But um, the thing is, I've never been a big colorer, and I tried, when they started doing the coloring book craze a couple of years ago, um, I tried a couple because, uh, like, those, um, what's her name, Joanna Bashford, is that the woman that makes oh, the, yes. like, really exotic, yeah, and- I, I have to laugh every time I see Secret Garden, but yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> ooh, Secret Garden, so um, I... I actually bought one of those and I was, it was way too intimidating. Like that's just more commitment that I can take. But yeah. a six inch piece of inch and a half wide washi tape <laughs> is exactly how much I want to color over a couple days. So it's like perfect. <laughs> it's the right size. So I could sit here and color on my washi tape on an index card with my markers and actually find it enjoyable because I'm like not doing it for anything. And there's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be picking up, you know, 10 years from now coming mm-hmm. across this coloring book that has one quarter of one page colored in. So, yeah. So that's, that's you know, that's something new here. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun. And then I've, you know, I've been doing a little bit of back to school shopping. It's been fun reading everybody's stuff online. 
about back to school because it's not something that I normally get into that much because I don't use that many use that many supplies and so this year has been it's been a lot of fun watching um i've been really enjoying the um the comp book reviews and people's pen reviews and everything like that it's so much fun this year reading about that stuff and even though i'm not really using those things i enjoy reading the reviews of it so thanks <laughs> All right. So, um, for me, I started listening to a new podcast called Breaking the Glass Slipper, oh, really? and it's all about women in genre fiction, from characters to authors. Um, and it's just really fascinating. It's by a bunch of English and Australian women, or do I say British? I'm not sure what the appropriate thing to say is. Anyway, um, so. You know, it's a really different take on genre fiction than I've ever listened to before. Um, and it's really female-centric. It's really, really cool. Um, there are a couple of episodes that I found a little frustrating where they, I think, kind of misunderstood femininity and lesbians. But um, <laughs> that's a discussion for an entirely different podcast. Um, okay, so I just finished reading Ready Player One. And I really enjoyed it. And I started reading Walk Away by Cory Doctorow. And so I thought when I first started writing up this thing for, for, for the podcast that I was starting to dive into near future dystopian fiction, even though I generally <laughs> hate it. No, no, I still hate it. Um, Ready Player One is, was a lot of fun. And Walk Away is really well written. The idea behind it is really fantastic. I just can't get into it. I just don't like near future dystopia. Just, just, it does nothing for me. So yeah, I've given up on, on walk away. Just, I've walked away from it, if you will. But a bump. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on in my life. And you mentioned the composition notebook roundups and I've really enjoyed going around. Like I did, I did the target roundup and then I did the Walmart roundup. And now I'm waiting for stuff to go on sale at CVS and Rite Aid so I can pick up composition notebooks there uh, so that I can write my next Excellent. grouping of notebooks or composition notebooks. So that's been kind of fun. All right. So moving into our main topic, uh, as we've alluded to already in the discussion this is a stationary fan's favorite time of year. It's back to school season. There are amazing sales on paper, pens, pencils, but the discounts can come with a uh, come at an expense for quality. So sometimes those those great deals, like the fifty cent notebooks, the composition notebooks at Staples, well, this year they're garbage. Well, for fountain pens and liquid inks and things like that. If you like pencil, those Staples Staples composition notebooks are still fantastic, but some of those things, like, they're just not a great deal because the quality's not there. So what we wanted to talk about today was a little bit of some of the stationery that you can buy online, Japanese school paper, and some of the better quality American school papers, or maybe some that are cheap and a good deal. Um, but sort of that discussion about quality and quantity and, and price... 
So uh, what do you guys think? So for me, thinking back to when I was in grade school and then thinking to last week when I thought about buying notebooks for the upcoming semester, the same thing kind of went through my head. And that's, I don't have a lot of money and I need something that works well for me. And, you know, what... Mm -hmm. Making that choice at the store, because if you go into a Target or a Walmart right now, their seasonal section has like four or five aisles of school stuff. And one aisle is dedicated to notebooks and paper. And it just becomes really like overwhelming. And Yes. <laughs> and then, as you said, Les, you know, like you can't really rely on it from year to year. Like I can't. I can't say, oh, I bought this notebook last year. It's going to be awesome this year because the way Walmart and Target work are they go for the cheapest supplier. And if that supplier changes their paper to save money, we suffer, you know? So, um, so it becomes a trial and error. And then at the end of the day, I'm spending, you know, 15, $20 on notebooks that I may never use because they're garbage. Um, and that's where I get into the part of, okay, well, you know, do I just take that $15, $20 and buy something that I know for a fact is going to work well? Um, and I, I, I do a little bit of both, actually. Um, I've locked out this year the uh, notebooks, the pen and gear notebooks at Walmart are amazing. Yeah, you gave me one. And I was absolutely shocked at how nice that notebook was. I think we should specify that it's the single subject coil bound notebook because their composition notebooks under the same brand name were shite. <laughs> they were beyond yeah. terrible. Yeah, the ones that I'm talking about too, they're the one subject, but they have a pocket folder inside and a hard, a really thick, rigid back um, and a poly cover. So they're 99 cents. Um, I only am taking three classes this semester, but I've already bought like 15 of them <laughs> because it's, yeah. it's like the casemate thing. Like what if they change next year? It's just a really well, good notebook. They, they will. You yeah. know that they will. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I, I find myself really getting caught up in this whole money quality, you know, it, and it, I usually just, stick with the tried and true paper that I use all the time. And that's Japanese school paper. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it doesn't fail me. It's never failed me. The problem is, is for 50 sheets of 30 whole Japanese paper, it's about $9 on jet pens. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it lasts long. Cause it's, uh, it's, it's not wider than eight and a half by 11, but it's longer. Maybe, you know, less mm. like the international sizing, like a four, maybe. Um, they sent us, let's see, what was the Kokuyu? I have some right here. Doesn't I say. Just, I actually ordered some. It's, uh, um, of course they packaged it and I can't see the cover. They like, Japan's has been wrapping their stuff up <laughs> in like cellophane. Yeah. And it's colored. Yeah. Okay. I found it. It's A4. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it comes at a price. So it's just, and I, and I get it. I'm buying something that's not generally available here. So jet pens has to make money, but you know, I mean, it's worth it. 
Well, even if you bought it on Amazon, it's still going to be at a premium price. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere. No matter where you buy it. Um, I wish I knew the actual price in Japan. Um, But yeah, I don't see that on here. So no, so I I stick with with Mm. what I I know and like, but I, I just really wish that there was more consistency with your everyday one subject notebook that you buy from Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's all over the place. Like, okay. So I went to target and I bought a made five star poly cover and tested it and it was fabulous. And when I went to Walmart and I bought the exact same notebook at a different copyright year, which is like one way to tell the different batches. Um, I mean, the exact same poly cover, Mead Five Star Notebook, and it was garbage. It was, well, I shouldn't say it was garbage. It just wasn't as good. You know, it didn't perform in the same way as the one that I had just bought. And was it clear that it was actually a different source rather than just batch differences? Because we've certainly experienced batch differences. Sometimes you... No. There's no way... Like, uh, they're all manufactured in the same place, at least for, you know, that that batch of the Mead five stars. So there was no way to really tell from book to book, other than the copyright year being different, that the paper is different. And now a part of me wonders if, so if I go to target and I've said, you know, this Mead five star poly covered notebook is fabulous for fountain pens and markers and pencil and all of this other stuff. If I go in to target and buy another one, is it going to be as good? Or is it going to be like the one that I got at Walmart and, you know, feather and right. weed? Well, and one of the things about I the don't know. low price, um, the lo- you know, those kind of commodity supplies, it's not just about how good they are. It's about how consistent they are. You know, one of the things that you're paying right. for when you pay for a premium product, you're paying for premium products, but you're also paying for consistency. And that's something that mm-hmm. you can't count on. And we've, you know, we've seen that with, uh, you know, famously with the Noricas, right? The black Noricas at Staples, right. you know, the 2012s are, are different from the 2014s are different from the 2015s. And I haven't had my hands on any 2016s yet. Um, but, you know, well, I think that those pencils, uh, and I've said this many times, I think they really do um, kind of punch above their weight for in terms of the quality of them for the price. I think they're really, you know, they're, they're way better than their price point would suggest, but the 2014s have achieved this kind of mythic status. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we have batch differences. We have all kinds of uh, different things. Right. Whereas, like, okay, take the Kokuyo campus that I have sitting on my desk next to me. I've bought other Kukuyo Campus products in different sizes. I have a pocket notebook in the in, with the same paper inside, and it is the same paper inside from notebook to notebook to notebook. If if you buy a Kukuyo, yeah. if it is that you know the B grade paper, you get the same B grade paper in it, no matter which notebook you buy. Yeah, that's what that's what made me stick with them was just because I used all kinds of, cause Kokuyo is the brand, but then they have like the camp, I guess it's the line, the campus line. And I yeah. used like their, I, what is that binding called less pure binding, yep. uh, which I hate those 
notebooks, um, the regular size notebooks. I like the pocket notebooks. Um, but yeah, everything is consistent across the board. And I've been using this paper probably for almost 10 years. Hmm. Yeah. That, well, so like the other thing is like, so when I find a notebook that I like, that is a good quality at a good price, I tend to stock up. So like I went in and I bought the Staples notebooks and I bought 10 of them because they're 50 cents each and it's, well, five bucks. So, you know, I'm only out $5, but, you know, when I did the testing for, for my update on my blog, I found that the paper wasn't as good. So now I have 10 notebooks that I don't like and I don't particularly want to use. So, I mean, I'm, I know what I'm going to end up doing with them, but I'll get to that in a minute. So I've stocked up on them and they're garbage. So now, like, I've, I'm back into that... Well, I've got to test another series of notebooks. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to buy one of this and one of this and one of this until I find some that work. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to go buy 10 of those. So, you know, I go through this every couple of years when I when I stock up on the notebook that I like that's cheap, that has quality paper. So, you know, and then I then I get burned on another year when I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy 10 of those that I liked last time. And I just need to learn by one test it, then go back. Because I'm, I'm still stu stuck in that mindset of like when I was a kid, I couldn't go back. Right. Because the place where I was buying my school supplies was a two hour drive away from where I lived. And the school supplies that I wanted, I had to buy then because I wasn't going to get back to the store to buy the school supplies until after the sales were over and I wouldn't be able to afford them if I didn't buy them now. And so I'm, I have, I still have that mentality, which is stupid. Um, but anyway, so I'm the, the 10 staples notebooks that I do not like, I'm, I'm going to, well, I'll keep the one that I tested in and I will take the other ones and I will donate them to a school where I know they'll get Yeah. Used. Well, how many pages did you test on? Um, yeah. Three. So just cut them out and still donate that one. You don't have to keep it just because you test yeah. it on it because they don't usually, I mean, they, they either just go through the book and then grab another one or don't finish it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of those that I'm going to like the, that and the target up and up brand with the, with the, um, poly cover also getting donated because those were garbage. I actually feel bad. Like I don't want to donate them because they were that bad, but I know that the school that I would, I'm going to donate them to the kids are all going to use roller ball or pencil on them. And the paper was fine with that, but God, yeah, I have a bunch of notebooks too. I need to donate. Cause like I said, they're not good for my use, but they're definitely worth using. And yeah. you know, they've brought in a lot of those. I mean, you know, other people have brought in the same thing and it's going to get used. Right. Well, and I remember like, so I am old enough that when I was in elementary school, um, the school provided, up until fourth grade, I think, the school provided all of our paper and all of our pencils. And we weren't, you know, until fourth grade, you weren't allowed to use pens. But, yeah, like, there was none of this, like, parents didn't have to bring pencils in for yeah. the classroom that was provided for us. Um, and I remember the horrible paper that we had to use for math class. And I think it's one of the reasons why I hated math I so think much. I'm right there with you. I think a lot of kids learn to hate math and hate writing because they're using crappy pencils on crappy paper. 
I did like but the one type of paper, like the ditto paper. Yeah, that yeah. was different, though. It that wasn't was nice. that kind of glossy, slick newsprint. Yeah, put, that yeah. stuff was right. the worst, man. That it's just like yeah. made of spit and tears. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it you couldn't. Like we all had those like well back when I was in school in the in the mid eighties, we'll 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 pretend it was all the mid eighties. That was the time when Empire came out with those Oh god, the pencils. The uh, pastel colored ones. And my grand yeah, the uh those were terrible. And my grandmother always went she she would say, Well, I'm gonna go to the five and dime and I'm gonna get you some <laughs> Is that pencils. What she sounded like? <laughs> and she would buy a ten pack for ten cents because they were a penny each and that was a deal. Never mind the fact that those Empire extruded pencils, they weren't labeled on the package. So you didn't know if you were getting wood or you were getting extruded. I remember I was this distinctly. I was sitting at the kitchen table. My grandmother came by and said, I bought you all some, some school supplies. Here are some pencils. And she passes us the pencils. And I remember opening up the package and seeing and feeling heartbroken that I'd gotten <laughs> the extruded pencils again. Because no one wanted them. And they were like... It, like, we would sharpen them and sharpen them and sharpen them, and the sharpener would just yep. eat them. And then you would go to do your math homework, <laughs> and or the wor- math math classwork, and you'd sit there with that crappy newsprint with your extruded pencil, and the extruded pencil wouldn't. It would make the faintest, lightest mark on that yep. newsprint. You, you might as well be working on wax paper. I, I, yeah, you might, and you might as well be wetting your finger and writing yeah. in spit, because that's how much you could see. Yeah, no. One of my classmates used to blow uh. his nose on the newsprint paper for math class because it was so absorbent. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, but, we had to do these phonics workbooks like in second grade, and they had like fill in the bubble, mm-hmm. and they were made of that a little bit thicker quality, but still the newspapery print. And I remember using yeah. an extruded pencil on it, and it would squeak every time you like <gasps> oh, fill in the God, bubble. Oh God! You just gave me yep. a like <laughs> chill down my spine. <sighs> and then the erasers were so yeah. crappy that you would you would flip the erase flip the pencil over to erase your marks that you couldn't see. It would magically make them darker, and then rip a hole <laughs> in the paper. And my teachers always made us copy it over we weren't allowed to pass in that sheet with the tear in it you had to take it and copy it over and then pass that in and i was one of those kids that i have and i still to this day i have a really hard time transcribing something from one sheet to another so i would transcribe from my torn sheet onto another (laughs) sheet and then make a mistake and have to erase it and then have to like go back and transcribe again because I torn my paper again. And I remember sitting in class once and I must have been in fourth grade. I was too old for this to be happening. <laughs> so, and I had like five crumpled sheets of newsprint around me and just started crying because I was so frustrated. <laughs> like, this is effort. I can't do it. <laughs> And getting sent to the principal's office for making a Did seat. you really? That's but, so terrible. You know, uh, we, well, I said her name, so I'm not going to say anything yeah. more. <laughs> we, we, can, we can talk a lot about my schooling years. But 
probably preferably to do it over an alcoholic drink. And since I'm not drinking today, <laughs> we won't. <laughs> L- lest someone in her family be listening and sue me for libel. <laughs> uh, Needless to say, not my favorite teacher. You can, you, you can, um, you can, um, you can zing out her name. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, anyway, I, she sent me to the principal's office on more than one occasion. I was not her favorite student. She was not my favorite teacher. You know, sometimes you just, even as a kid, you just sometimes don't mesh with people. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, so anyway, that was, that was a little tangential again. Um, but yeah, so I think that there's like, I think that it puts a lot of pressure on parents today. I mean, I know we're talking about, you know, this being stationary nerds favorite season. This is like Christmas for me, but I can't imagine being a parent and getting like a list of like, you must bring in 48 pre-sharpened Ticonderoga pencils and a ream of Mead five star filler paper. And your child must have six uh, spiral bound notebooks with a red cover, blue cover, yellow cover, because they've got to have it color coded. I... I've seen, like, I have worked with a teacher who that's what their, their classroom list was like. Like, the kids had to have specific colored notebooks for specific classes. Well, okay, so I'm one of those parents. And there's... That's stressing yeah, out? well, I'm not stressing out that much over it, just because of kind of how I've um, abdicated responsibility for things. But, um, <laughs> but so there's there's layers to this that you people who don't have kids might not be aware of so you people well did you just you people both <laughs> uh, well i i didn't mean you people like you people <laughs> i just meant you people without kids i mean I, there was no there was no malice behind that um you are people aren't yes. you yes you're not actually i've never seen you in person Possibly, possibly <laughs> or just disembodied voices you're actually, from the computer. I mean, you might be just a very clever computer program who can pass the Turing test. This is true. <laughs> you know, I don't actually know. So don't don't push it, lady. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, my point is. So it used to be, and this is, uh, you know, my daughter's only going into third grade this fall. So this is not even spanning very many years, but it used to be that we got a list from her teacher saying what she needed, which was totally fine with me because I figured if her teacher was listing things that they were things that were going to get used, right? That these are the things they actually use in the classroom. And at her school, all of the supplies are common. So, yeah, we're taking in, you know, and pencils, but they're all just going to go into the cabinet and, and, you know, come out onto little pots on the tables because individual students don't have their own individual supplies. All of the supplies are common. Okay. And all of the notebooks, you know, it's like they don't want, they don't want the notebooks to have characters or stuff on them because they're all going to just come out of the cabinet and go to whoever they go to. Um, And then the school started having like a common list. If your child is in first, second or third grade, they get these things. If your child is in fourth, fifth, fourth or fifth, they get these things. And that was worse because, you know, I kind of wanted to check with the teacher and say, do you actually need 
these things or would you rather have something else, right? Yeah. And then there was apparently enough outcry from parents who were like, yeah, our back-to-school lists are way too expensive and way too different if we have kids in multiple grades or in multiple schools. And so the entire school district started having one common school supply list that if your child is in first through third grade, they get this regardless of what school or teacher they have. And if they're in fourth, fifth, and sixth, they get this and and so on. And that's even worse. Like it's the worst possible way that you could do it because what you have is a whole bunch of people buying one or two (laughs) of 10 different things you can't take advantage of bulk discounts you know you're not customizing it to what individual classrooms actually use and i mean it's it's like the worst possible combination so you're having everybody buy the same thing so there's uniformity but then there's no bulk discount because every individual person is buying yeah the minimum amount of them and i would so much rather just say here's my check for however much per child yeah you know and also here i'll i'll sponsor three other children if you'll just deal right. with this and you know, buy the supplies as they're needed because it's, it it just seems like a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. And then my kid is going into this classroom and yeah, I'm buying decent quality stuff for her. You know, I'm buying decent quality stuff because I do, but she's going to go into a classroom that's going to have a bunch of, you know, Bic Office Depot brand. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, because they do specify yellow pencils. Ah. Right. So like the year I bought a gross of golden bears, the next week, the school supply came list came out, you know, and I was just going to donate a gross of blue golden bears to her classroom. Yeah. No, the list came out and they specify yellow pencils. It's got to be yellow. pencils. Why? I, oh, for God's sake. Well, I mean, but there, I mean, there again, like you talk to the teacher and there yeah. is a reason behind it because her teacher said, it's because we have the common supplies, and if people, if there's like different colored pencils, then they're arguing over who gets true. the blue pencil. Makes sense, you know. So if they're all That's yellow, true. at least they true. can't argue over who gets the yellow pencil. So like, I get it, I get it, but um, you know, so I've got boxes, I've got some casemates, India casemates to nice. take in, and they're yellow. <laughs> yeah. And I sat at my desk and sharpened. <laughs> 72 of them yesterday and 60 the day before. Because they have to be because sharpened. They, well, which again, right? Otherwise, who has to sharpen them, right? The, so, you know, mm-hmm. like it's So the, the kids that get your pencils uh, are going to be totally pleased because they'll have the best point. Because what did you use to sharpen? Classroom friendly? Uh, no, I didn't. I used the doll because they have a, um, they have an electric sharpener in the room. Ah, Okay. And so, you know, if you have a lower angle sharpener, that puts a lot of stress right on the, on the core when they go to sharpen it. So I use the doll because it has a little bit lower angle. Yeah, I hate. But I didn't give myself any blisters this time. Yeah, I hate factory sharpened pencils. Yeah, Yeah, but the casemates don't come factory sharpened. And, you know, I mean, the the point of the factory sharpen is not really to be able to sit down and use the pencil. It's that you don't have to wear out your... Um, yes, your sharpener on that, you know, removing that first yes 
20 milligrams because of when material. Because I, when I grab a bunch of pencils that I want to use for the week, I hand sharpen them in a crank sharpener before I use my Pollux, because why waste a blade? Exactly. And we've talked about right. that on here before, that you, you know, you're putting a lot of stress on the blade of a hand sharpener to do that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the kids have hand sharpeners. I think they just run over the electric. And I don't even know if it's a good electric. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to this back to school thing, you know, and the paper's going to be bad and the comp books are going to be, you know, whatever people have picked up. And, you know, the, the other, you know, that the parents aren't doing testing. No, no. <laughs> oh, of course they're... Not. No, they're they're picking up the the Target multi pack and throwing it in their cart because it's four dollars. And the the shopping list from the school says you need to you know bring in five composition exactly. notebooks or five you know five notebooks. For and this. as with anything else, nobody's thinking you know that there could be dramatic differences in the utility of these things. Right? They're just like. It's a comp book. How different could it be? Look, this one has the black and white blobby cover and lined paper inside. And this one has the black and white <laughs> blobby cover and the lined paper inside. And this one's 50 cents and that one's two ninety nine. Yeah. And if you're paying attention, well, the two ninety nine one might not be as good as the 50 cent one, but you don't know until you try it. You this should write a letter to the editor. Well, I guess the further question is, <laughs> the further question is, 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 do kids care? And I would say that some kids do care about the quality of the paper in their in their books because I probably would have. I probably would have noticed a difference in in the quality of the paper of my notebooks. And I would say as I got older, I I did. And certainly handing you know handing me that crappy newsprint paper, I certainly knew the difference between that and the much nicer paper that we used for English class. But how much do kids care about the paper think, in their notebooks? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I think um, kids don't care like we do, but they care when it comes to getting in the way of the learning process. If something works poorly. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody yeah. knows that they're frustrated if they're sitting there trying to copy their homework and they're crying about it. Even if they don't, <laughs> like, they don't know why they're frustrated. They don't know that there's a solution to this and that it's not their fault. Yeah. It's the stupid bad notebook that they've got. Well, you know, not for nothing, but like, I mean, if if the paper is tearing when kids are erasing once, even if you know the eraser, even if they are using a Musgrave eraser, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the, the paper shouldn't be tearing. The paper should be able to to support yes. one or two erasures on the same yes, spot and not tear. Even with a Musgrave eraser, you should be able to do that. I'm, I'm with you. So. So I don't, I don't know, like, how do you determine quality and yet still, still kind of cash in on these back to school sales without, I mean, like, I know when I go into Walgreens, I know I'm going to pick up another package of, of Ink Joys because they're on sale. And I know I like those. I know that when I go to the Walgreens near my workplace, I'm going to pick up a couple more Saracas because I know I like those. But when it comes down to notebooks without reading reviews, Without, without examining the stuff, like how do you know what's and good? And you don't. And they but, tend yeah. to frown on it when you stand there in the store and start scribbling in their notebooks with your fountain pens. Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like that. Um, and and you know the funny thing is is like the touch test. Like sometimes like you can pick up a notebook. Like when I pick up 
again, I'm going to use the Kokuyo campus that I've got sitting here next to me. When I pick this up, you know, it's got nice smooth paper. The paper's heavier. The spiral binding's tight. It's got, you know, a nice poly cover, unlike some of the poly covers. Like some of the poly covers that I on the were on the notebooks that I tested were garbage. They were like, they were super thin and... Like, they, they were floppy and not, like, I don't know how you could use that as a notebook. Whereas this campus notebook, like, the poly covers, you know, it's not super thick, but it's stiff. And then, uh, like, the back cover is, is thin, but it's not f super floppy. But when I compare that to some of those poly covers on the cheaper notebooks, um, like, there's a difference. And... Like, I've, I've got this quality notebook versus the crapshoot of, okay, I'm going to go to Target, I'm going to go to Walmart, and I'm going to, you know, roll the dice. It's a gamble as to whether or not I'm going to spend my money on something nice at, or and get something nice, or am I going to spend my money and get something that I'm just going to end up donating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I can keep track of the amount that I'm donating, and it's tax deductible and all that fun stuff, but, you know... It, there's also the wasted time. Like, if I if I go in and I test a notebook and I test a notebook and I test a notebook and I test another notebook and then I have to go and test another notebook at another store, like I'm spending a lot of time doing that. And sometimes I like like I did back in the day when the Staples notebooks were great with fountain pens. I just want to walk into a store. I want to grab the twenty composition notebooks that I'm going to use for that year, and I'm and I want. I want to go in and I want to leave. See, I thought you were doing this for us, Les. Well, I do, but now that I now that I have like, I do and I don't. I do it for for me, but I also like I yeah. love doing it. But at the same time, part of me is like, I I am spending an enormous amount of time doing this, and part of me would rather just get down to writing. Yeah, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. The things we use our notebooks for. I know. I kind of forgot about like, that aspect of it. And, and you know, I do. I do enjoy the examination. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm not pulling one of those. I'm such an important blogger. I just want to get down <laughs> to the business of writing what I do. No. Like I. I. I enjoy the like. This is. I'm such a nerd about this that I actually enjoy sitting down with my fountain pens and my pencils, my colored pencils and my, my, my brush pens and testing this paper because I'm a stationary nerd. And it's a pleasurable and activity. It is. And like my wife looks at me and she's like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you spending so much time on composition notebooks? Like you have 20 of them already. And like, and I remember saying, it's like, she actually said that to me. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know everything I need to know about composition <laughs> notebooks yet. <laughs> and she's like, it's a notebook. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a notebook, but it also, like, I want to know all the things I can know about yeah. them. My wife gave up. I mean, she's actually <laughs> catering to my, my obsession. Um, like she came home the other day and she had two packs of neon casemates. Like, Oh, that's and I'm like, love. you do know that I have, um, what is three gross, 144 times three, like what, almost 500 pencils. 
of them. <laughs> um, but no, so like, yeah, she doesn't get it either. But like, I agree with you. There is that like enjoyment. Like when I did the highlighter um, review, like part of the process mm-hmm. was the most enjoyable, which was going through and highlighting things and using them. And yeah, like, and it, there is a certain joy that comes from helping other people decide, you know, I mean, it does get expensive yeah. with certain things like, the highlighters, I've probably, you know, spent, you know, 30 or $40 acquiring all that stuff. But now someone else doesn't have to. So there's this inherent, like, do good right. feeling, you know. Right. Well, that was like the other, like the other side of like, Chris, she saw me come home and I had like 15 composition books. And she's like, we don't have any money. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I'm like, dude, yeah. the 50 cents. She's like... Oh, so you, I was like, I spent $7 and 50 cents on it. She was like, Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I went on to, <laughs> I, I bought 10 of those, uh, poly covered, uh, pen and gear notebooks that I like that I gave you. And right. I went to a Walmart in the town next to me that, um, I forgot that they got rid of plastic bags. Like it's a town law. So I had to carry mm-hmm. my notebooks in an old fashioned, like paper grocery bag. Did it tear them? It did. (laughs) And here I am, like, juggling these notebooks. But same thing. That cost me $10. Right. You know? Yeah, I think that's, like... Part of what I enjoy about the whole back-to-school season thing and and the sort of crapshoot of, is this going to be good, is this not going to be good, is that sometimes you happen upon a notebook or a pen or a pencil or whatever that is a fabulous deal. Like we wouldn't have found out that the casemates made in India were awesome unless someone hadn't bought them at back to school last year. It's really who, true. Who did that? Was it me? I don't remember. It was, n- no, it was, uh, someone found the premiums first. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, I don't remember and, who was the first person to figure out that, Oh, these are Hindustan it pencil was, company. I actually did a review, um, on that. I did a side by side. I'll have to put it in the show notes, but yeah, I compared a neon. So it was you. Yes. Um, Clever girl. I picked the same color. They're both yellow pencils and I put them side by side. And besides the branding, they were the same thing. Yeah. A little bit difference in like writing and erasing, but again, factory seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the premiums came with a Nataraj or Apsara. Um, yes. Sharpener inside. Yes. So yeah. that was like, the first clue yeah so thanks for doing that d yeah i i love doing things like that and now i'm known as the neon casemate person like people tag me in like neon casemate <laughs> posts that's awesome they, i don't know it's just i like neon and they make me happy i'm gonna take all of them out of their packages all three gross of them and just like you know like do like a ducktails thing like dive into them <laughs> oh are you gonna sort them by color that would be daunting like the stack is so high that i needed to start a second stack because it reached the top of like the bookshelf thing like because they're in a bookshelf yeah so tell us about the differences between the papers you guys tried these different yes we did japanese papers well so I don't know about you, D. So I, I, in in the package that Lenore will get later, um, 
I'm sorry. I have to keep making a crack about it. Um, I, I gave us each two sheets out of each notebook or package. Um, and let's see. What was this? The, the high grade had, I think, the smoothest paper, but it's also pretty thin. There were four different notebooks, and everyone got... Um, so everyone got a couple sheets out of each notebook to, to test out and play with. Um, so the first thing that I noticed was that the Kokuyu, 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 well, I'm going to go with Kokuyu. Um, the Mio paper, the high grade A is much thinner than the other paper. It's, but it doesn't, it doesn't soak through. There's a little show through. And pens just felt really fabulous on it. Um, pencils were very good on it, too. And not as smudgy as I would have expected for paper that is that smooth. Yes. Cool. Um, um, like, what were you going to say? No, I did some testing on the on that uh, Mio Campus high grade. And I was skeptical at first because it's so much thinner. It, it like... Yeah. And I, I wrote with pencil, which felt great but i wrote with the uh experiment and the ink joys and after writing my name i ran my finger over it and it didn't smudge yeah i expected it to smear yeah it was surprisingly absorbent for the fountain pen ink i didn't like i got lots of sheen and and glitter and things felt really good on it um but not it didn't smudge very much i was surprised um, and then the Campus B, which is the same thing as the loose leaf that you got, D. Yes. So there's, there's a loose leaf and then there's a Campus B paper. Um, I actually, that was my favorite. Um, it, it had a nice feel. Um, pencils were really nice on, again, all the same good stuff with the, with the Campus, the high grade. Um, but a little heavier paper. Yeah. No, Definitely. Um, I mean, I like the campus B too, because the, it was six millimeter lines. Yeah. Um, and it also had the, it was dot grid sort of like, it's not called dot grid. Yeah. yeah, Like little, like pretty much you can make yourself graph paper. If you want, you can draw things easier. What do they call that? There's an actual name for that. Isn't there? I don't remember what it's called. I don't know. Let me see if I have the webpage still open because I was looking at paper. Um, but no, so I, I liked, I liked the B pretty much the same as the, the other thinner one. Yeah. I mean, I liked the A because it was thinner, but I don't know, not, not, not like the B was, is significantly less expensive. Um, so I felt like it was a better deal. You got a hundred sheets to the paper to the package yeah um for i think around ten dollars or something like that yes so so it was a better better deal than the a so yeah it's just called Um, a dotted rule okay well that makes sense dotted ruling but it's not a dot grid no it's like tabbed so it's like it's like tab marks on in in uh word yes that is a good description Uh, um and then the Kayo Kuto, the Cambridge notebook. Yes. That actually felt, I thought, a lot different than the others. It was, it's still smooth, but it feels more like 
actually composition notebook paper, but thicker. Yeah, that paper... Do you know what I mean? Um, so immediately, like running just my hand over it, it had, even though it still doesn't have tooth, it felt toothier. Yeah. And when I was testing on it um, with pencil, it offered a lot more feedback than the other mm-hmm. two. Um, yeah. I don't dislike it. I just don't like it. Mm. Like, I, that sounded silly. I, I just, I wouldn't go to this as my first choice. Well, it's got that seven, it's got a seven millimeter rule as well. Yeah. And it, which you, you prefer the smaller one, right? Yeah. And it also has the dotted, but only at the top. The first line is dotted. Yeah. So, well, it's on the bottom too. Top and bottom rule. Yeah. Or the dot, the dots. So, um, but no, it definitely felt different. But again, but at the s- no, go ahead. But different as in like when you look at the fountain pens on it, like I still got shading, I still got sheen on the like inks that should have sheen. So I was really kind of surprised that like it felt like cheap paper or cheaper paper. I shouldn't say cheap because it's not. This is definitely not a cheap notebook. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, I was I was surprised that it felt toothier but still wasn't super absorbent so what, what were your thoughts on the on the Camp other because you right? got the binder too the the notebooky bindery thing with yeah. the poly cover so i actually um it was probably two years ago when i was just starting college i had bought those notebooks i call them notebooks they're binder notebooks kind of yeah um and the paper that it came with, because it comes with a couple sheets, is great. Yep. I like it. It's smooth. And that's actually the first kind of paper in, like, like I had used, I had bought from JetPen since their inception. But then I had stopped because money and there wasn't really a need. Like, I bought from them on a whim, like, just to buy. But then I was back in school, so that was my first purchase in a while. And that's what got me rehooked on this paper. Um, I like the paper, but the notebooks, it like, for me, because I carry around like a North Face backpack with like a laptop and, you know, other random books and library books and notebooks, I'm afraid that it's going to snap the, the um, hinges like on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very fragile. Is it, though? Is it fragile? You know what? I should just test it and throw it in my bag. Um, well, now you have a second one, so you can abuse well, yeah. the crap out of it well, and that, you can find out. And I could always, I mean, I'm being maybe overly gentle with it, because my, my backpack, like, inside the main compartment, it has two, like, little, like, sleeves for, like, uh, laptops. Mm-hmm. But I don't use them, because my laptop is bigger than the sleeve. So I could always slide uh, it in there, too. Right. So, yeah, I mean... You know, but as far as as what it does and the paper that it comes with, it's great. It's amazing. I recommend that as a good, like, entry level because it gets pricey. I mean, if you were just to buy the loose leaf paper and then find a binder, you're talking $20. Where if you buy these notebooks, you get the same experience, but you spend, you know, a fraction of that. And then if you, like, do what I did, if you really like it, then you make the investment. Because once you buy a binder binder, they last. Like, I have a, I have a 30 ring binder. 
And is that like a metal 30 ring binder? No, I've like nothing that I've ever used. Um, like Japanese wise has had metal rings. Mm. So I worry a little bit about not breaking, but wear and tear, like opening and closing. Eventually the plastic is going to kind of degrade, but it has a different locking mechanism than the U S yeah, it's kind of spring-loaded, kind of like oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did play with that um, poly binder mm-hmm. ring thing when it was here. Yeah, and it was it was different. I'm not sure how I felt about it. I didn't have enough time with it to really like. Well, I, obviously, I didn't want to abuse it, but I just wanted to kind of see. Okay, how does this open? Yeah. How does this close? Yeah, and I also felt like it might be too delicate for me to cart around because one of the things that at least for me with what I what I'm doing now is my the notebook that I'm using for whatever I'm writing in that moment has to survive my backpack because I take it I take it with me everywhere I have my pocket notebook that goes with me everywhere but I also take my my what I call my book bible so whatever whatever novel that I'm writing on mm-hmm. in that moment I have I have one notebook that stands as its Bible. So it's got character studies in it. It's got location information and it's got the outline for the novel. Okay. And that's sort of like my reference for that novel and that whatever I'm writing in has to go with me everywhere. And I was thinking about how cool would it be to use something that has replaceable paper. And, you know, when I get done with the novel, I can just put that into another binder and use something like that where I could add to it, subtract to from it whenever I need to. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm see, I'm now I'm going to have to go and buy one because now I need to test it out and see, well, can this work for me? I'll just give you one. It'll give me a reason well, to no. see you. Well, there we go. I mean, not like I need a reason, um, but still. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's my only like hesitation um, with a lot of these products, I feel like, I feel like the way the products are used in Japan, like, I mean, they have those awesome, like $200, $300 backpacks that probably have individual mm-hmm. compartments for everything. Like, you know, so, so the way it's being used is a lot different. So right, it's also lighter. Like, I like the fact that all 30 of those rings are not metal because that would be heavy. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, I've yet to have one break. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a good sign. Yes. All right. So first off, I want to thank jet pens for sending us the sample notebooks for free. Letting oh, yeah. us, thank you so much. um, I'm sorry. I just said, Oh yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, I, th- it was just, it was a really awesome surprise. You know, I did ask and, and, you know, they sent us a nice little note that said, you know, congratulations on your new podcast. And it was just kind of fun to like mess around with these notebooks and the paper and kind of get to know, like I've, I've played with some of this Japanese paper before. Um, but I've never really sat down and really thought about it in a constructive way and, and really examined it. So that was that was really cool. So thank you, Jet Pens. Everyone should head over to Jet Pens and buy lots of stuff from them because they're an awesome resource and we should support them, not just because they sent us free stuff, but because, well, 
I mean, I've been buying from them for ages. Oh, yeah. So. Me too. They're yeah. a good company. I, I've really enjoyed And their shipping is amazing. From I mean, free after $25. Yeah. That's real easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I also just want to take a moment and thank everyone on the RSVB uh, Facebook group and people who are leaving comments on the website. It's just, you know, I say this every time like we record, but it's really awesome to get such positive feedback. But some of the discussions, if, if you are not a member of the Facebook group, you should really head on over and check out the group because it's fabulous. We've had amazing discussions about female representation in the stationary world, self-censorship, you know, stationary in general, pens, pencils, and all of that stuff, but also how that self-censorship works and what we do and don't put in our practical and everyday carry photos online and why we censor ourselves. So I just, like, we've had amazing discussions. It's been really powerful and just amazing at how intellectual the discussion has been when and other groups it's gone sophomoric and yes i've been a part of that um (laughs) and and inflammatory and our group has been amazing and intellectual about all of our discussions and we've listened to one another we've voiced our concerns and that is something that is rare on the internet these days and so our group is fabulous so i just want to thank everyone for being so friggin fabulous yes it's an amazing place we love you guys all right so you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com you can find me less at comfortableshoesstudio.com Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. D, where can we find you? You can find me at uh, theweeklypencil.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. And Lenore? You can find me on the RSVP group on Facebook. And I keep saying Twitter, but I, I never check it. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's just Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to totally stick the landing on getting an Instagram account. But, you know, it just I just only have so much space in my brain. So. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thank, Thank you, guys. You I had so much fun. Me too.